welcome to the YYY Show, a comedy podcast about search histories, life, and, and the eclectic celebrations of our biosphere. I'm Jingan. And I'm Eliza. And in this podcast, we are going to talk about interesting things that we search for on the internet this week. This is a comedy podcast, and we do our best to research the things that we find. If there is anything that is factually inaccurate, Please send us your corrections through our social media channels. You can find us at YYY Show on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Okay, so Jingan, we are back from our 10th week break. Yes, and this week is a festive theme. Yeah, are you in a holiday mode yet? Not really, I have a lot of things to do. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yes, but it's nice to be at the end of the year, especially 2020, such a eventful year. Mm, yes, mm. interesting year. So, so, yeah, we're doing a festive-related episode this week. So, Zingan, what is your search term of the week? My search term of the week is... Takanakui. Huh? <laughs> Can you guess what is it? <laughs> it sounds Japanese. Okay. Like, takana, like katana, but, but jumbled. So, I don't know. Is it related to the katana somehow? No. <laughs> That's such a lousy guess. <laughs> it's not. It's not. It's not Japanese, lah. Oh. Because it is takana, like the way you expect it to be spelled in Japanese. Mm-hmm. But the kui is k u y. Okay. So it's a bit like a Spanish variant. Ah. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's actually Quechan, which is a indigenous Peruvian language. Ah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So Quechua. It's mm-hmm. actually a geographic region in Peru. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it's spelled the same way as the sporting brand. Oh, the, oh, oh the one in, in, in Decathlon, the one that we see yeah, a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Uh-huh. It's the same spelling, okay. but it's not the same thing. Okay. Yeah. Okay, okay. <laughs> that one is a French brand. Okay. Okay, but, so this mm-hmm. Takanakui is celebrated on 25th December, which is Christmas Day. Mm-hmm. But... It is actually an annual fight club event. Oh my god. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah, I'm serious. It's a fight every, club. Yeah, every Christmas, they have this... In like, Peru. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's an indigenous like uh, tradition. Okay. Yeah, so they have like a huge mob of people and then they form a circle and then people will go into the middle and fight. Literally fight like like use like fist. real or really fight fight really fight like not play acting kind of thing not play acting oh my goodness <laughs> is it only men or women also fight <gasps> yeah okay so they've dressed up lah because it's a festival and everything <laughs> <laughs> and there are five types of traditional characters that are portrayed during this ceremony okay it's because this particular uh festival is like a purge. It's oh. like, you, if you have like any conflicts or any like unresolved uh, problem with this other person, right? Oh my goodness. Then you have to get this person out to fight with you. Fight it out and then at the end of it, right, you need to hug. Must hug, uh. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they so must hug. They must shake hands. Oh, oh. Yeah, or hug. Oh, I thought it's anonymous. Like, you don't even know who work you. Then you don't no, know No, you have to like say, this person, we are... Hey, like, you, you, you. Got that, some argument, you know. That yeah. day, you, you kick my cow. <laughs> yeah. Or yeah, something yeah, yeah. like that. that cow or you thing. take my chicken, you never return. 
Are they farmers? I'm just assuming they're farmers. Yeah, because they have a lot of things that they're fighting against. So uh-huh. some of it is symbolic and some of it is like really we have a grudge, then we oh, fight on. Okay. Yeah. So for example, people will dress up as like locusts. So like the locusts are like a sort of enemy, right, for the farms. The, they are like the, the insect, the, right? They eat a lot of corn, that one. The insect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah. are dressed up as the insect. <laughs> <laughs> for real. Uh, okay. <laughs> then they wear dead birds on top of their headwear or deer skulls, that okay. kind of thing. So like, what are the five characters that they are trying to portray? Uh, different types, lah. like some is like cowboys or the slave master or like... Uh, just different types of macho fighters and then like the locusts, that kind of thing. And they're called langos. In the locust place. is called langos. Yeah. <laughs> okay, then. So anyway, this is like a whole festival thing. People are fighting and there's music going on. There's actually a certain genre of music that is always used in this festival. Oh my goodness. Is it badcore? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> it's, it's not badcore. It's called weilila. Yeah. Okay. It's very. I actually went to go, go and listen to it because I was very curious, right? It's very, very happy. It is like the happiest stuff. It's not even like, like the what's that that song called the Queen song the, the rock you we will rock oh, you that okay, kind okay, of like okay. you know very like the kind like of like going song. to fight no. that kind of thing. No, it's not. It's not. It's very happy. It's like Mary had little lamb kind of like oh. handy dandy. Then like the tempo very fast. Ding, 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 yeah, ding, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> It's quite interesting. Then there's a whole process to how it's supposed to fight. So the men fighting must wrap their hands with cloth before the fight. Biting, hitting those on the ground or pulling hair is not allowed in the fight. (laughs) (laughs) Cannot fight. Cannot pull hair. Cannot pull hair. Okay. (laughs) And then the winner is selected based upon a knockout or intervention by the official. Who is the judge? They are amateur officials who will carry whips. <laughs> whips. <laughs> they carry the whip carry around whip whip in order you. to keep everything under control. Okay. Yeah. So then they will like say like, oh, okay, this person win really. Right? Stop fighting, stop fighting, then go oh, in between. Oh, yeah, I watch the video. That it really happens like that. Oh. They fight, 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 then like, okay, cannot ready. What person fall down on the floor, okay, then okay. the referee will come in. Oh. Yeah. So the goal is not to seriously injure or kill somebody. No, no, no. It's just it is uh, like a social meaning kind of thing. Oh, it's okay. a, it's a place for settling conflicts and also a form of social catharsis. Wow, yeah. Wow. How do we not have that anymore? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and especially you know, Christmas is such a like a festival of peace and love and giving yeah, and yeah, joy and, and consumerism. Giving <laughs> <laughs> of gifts and buying things and eating food. Yeah. Then, and they, then they have these down like, there in that land fight ring. <laughs> Just <laughs> yeah, but it's like it's very fun, like everybody's very happy in that festival. Okay. Yeah, drinking and like you know, dancing and everything at the side. Okay. Then like the middle round of people fighting here and there. Oh, then after oh. that then they have to shake hand and hug and say thank you, that kind of thing. Oh. Yeah. Mm. What a wholesome festival. I love it. But to get to the wholesome, you know, punch someone. <laughs> You need to punch someone silly or something. It's like, you know, get it out of your system kind of thing. Mm. Yeah. Okay. This is why I chose this festival to present. Such an interesting thing. Okay, good job. Great job. Excellent (laughs) job. (laughs) Alright, Eliza, what is your search term for the week? My my search term is quite practical because 
Oh, you said that we are going to do a festival related uh, yes. episode, right? Uh-huh. Then I was just like, why? Uh? <laughs> why do people <laughs> celebrate festivals? Ah, okay. Yeah. So, yellow, that's my search term. My search term is. Why do people celebrate festivals? Yes. Yeah. Interesting. So, why? Give me an answer. I'm sure you know it. Why do people celebrate festivals? Um, because they want to get together as a group. It's a very social event. Mm. And humans are very social by nature. Yes. It is a community thing. <laughs> Anyhow, guess. No, it's correct. <laughs> it's like, okay, so festivals were started to pass down legends, knowledge, and traditions to the next generation. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. It's and an educational thing. Mm, 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 mm. And it is also used to commemorate events. Okay, so this social heritage mix of customs, moral values, and folklore, uh-huh. they bind people together. Ah. It's like you got something to tell uh-huh. your, your younger generation, yes. something to pass on, yes. something to keep people together. Yes. Okay, so there's three main types of festivals. Mm-hmm. Okay, the first one is the national festivals. Okay. To connect people as a nation. A like patriotic thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like National Day, Independence Day, Founders Day, that kind of thing. Mm, mm, mm. To make the citizens love their country more. Because <laughs> mm. I mean, you're staying, you're staying in a, a place, right? In an yeah. area with a group of people that may or may not have a different background as you. Mm. And different, maybe different race or different religions. It's like to foster cooperation, lah, right? Mm, and mm. community spirit. So okay. that's one kind of festival. Yeah. The another kind of festival is uh, religious festivals. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's a way to teach principles and ethics. Ah. Yeah. Pass on those kind of good values. To that's the next true. Generation. Yeah, that's true. It's like a different mm-hmm. uh, usage. Mm. Right. For these different kinds of festivals. Mm, yeah. Mm, yeah. Mm. The funny thing is that all the different religious festivals, right, all have a similar message. Okay. It's all about love. Tolerance, Giving. understanding, yes. gratitude. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Agree, agree. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the third kind, right, is seasonal festivals. Oh. Yeah, they winter are, solstice. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> they are very, very cultural, like Tongzi la. Uh, yeah, yeah, which yeah. is coming soon. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> on Monday. Tomorrow. <laughs> Looking forward to Tangren. Yeah. So Tongzi, <laughs> right, is winter solstice, right? Do you know what it means? The end of winter? The start of winter? I thought Tongzhi should be the end of winter. Mm. Yeah. I was so confused. I had no idea what it means. Zhi is end. Ma. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Apparently, it's the day where the daylight hours, after Tongzhi, right? The mm. daylight hours will be longer. Oh. It will start see, becoming see, longer. I see, I see, I see. But we are in Singapore, so we don't really know. Because mm, mm, mm. we like 12 hours, sun like 12 hours. Mm, we don't notice at all. Mm, 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 mm. Okay, so anyway, they celebrate it because they feel that more daylight hours is less yin and more yang for better energy got more positive energy ah true true that's the way our culture thinks mm, that's mm. the way our culture thinks okay then there's another seasonal festival that both of us will be probably very familiar is uh, Chinese New Year yes yes yeah they are actually marking the start of spring yeah that's why it's called Chun Jie right yeah yeah <laughs> so your law seasonal festivals are very old almost become like cultural in a sense and actually uh. they are meant to reflect the attitudes of people towards nature oh because in the past seasons are very important 
Okay. Seasons affect food supply and shelter. Yes, yes, mm. yes. So in a way, humans use these festivals to like respect nature mm. and acknowledge how we benefit from it. Mm. And also, I guess seasons is like, in Singapore, we don't really notice it at all. Mm. But in other countries, different seasons require you to do different things. Mm. Like, I mean, I expect in the past, it's even more. It's like a very logistical issue. Like, when it's very cold, then you need more more clothing. Mm. And you need to, like, stock up the, the food for the winter, that kind mm. of thing. So, there's a lot of, like, processes that we, as modern humans, don't know anything about. Mm. 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 Very interesting, right? Mm. <laughs> and then, of course, lastly, there are festivals that are focused around interest groups. Like, mm. music festivals, art festivals. May the fourth be with you. Okay. <laughs> and where did that come from? <laughs> Interest groups, ma, Star Wars. Okay, can, can. Noted. Okay, so why are festivals important? Go. Why? Because they bring people together. Correct. Ding. Two more reasons. Oh, sense of community. Ding. Correct. <laughs> One more reason. Ha, huh, still have. Uh, motivation to get out of house. Correct. Ding. What? <laughs> really? Okay, first, uh, first reason is uh, social connection la, because humans yeah. need social connection to be healthy emotionally. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, then, you know, um, festivals are a time for us to get together with our families and yeah. people that we care about. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, so, think correct. Okay, number two, the get out of the house, right, is correct because festivals are stress relievers. Really? Yeah. Oh. Because we live in a stressful environment, right? Uh-huh. Then festivals allow us a break from our daily routines. Oh. Yeah. That makes sense. That makes sense. Because most people's days are the same. And people look forward to festivals. Mm, the anticipation of mm. the festival is joyous. Mm. <laughs> makes then, you feel happier. Mm-hmm. Then on the festival day itself, everybody is happy. Yes. Because they forget their worries for the day. Mm. And they really like, be in present the present in the day yes yeah mm. and you know see the positive side of life mm, agree so I also like festivals mm. a lot okay number three the third reason is there's an economic aspect to festivals it mm. creates jobs oh yes it does indeed mm. and it encourages spending so the money will move in the economy mm. Mm. I was like looking at my CC there because every time there is a new festival which is quite often in Singapore <laughs> every two to three months there will be a new festival yes. then they will have to change the lights oh my gosh the Christmas light they just took down the Deepavali lights to put out the Christmas lights uh-huh. yeah and it's like a very big thing they're everything, trying to do uh, oh, everything must put lights you know I was thinking like yeah, so wasted like they keep having to take down put up take down put up right Yeah. then I was like I just commented it to my mum in the other day in the car <laughs> I was like wow so tiring they had to take down put up take down put up then my mum was like must celebrate what <laughs> must give chance to all <laughs> I was like hey that's true uh. like it does create a different mood it does it does mm. it reminds you of like you know other people who are also celebrating the same thing as you you know i was thinking whether it's wasteful or not but i, I realized that i think when they use lights it's less wasteful than if they use those wood and paper decorations mm. because the wood and paper decorations like for example year of the rat year of the cow ox i mean <laughs> 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 or year of the dog then they have to like make new ones oh true but true if it's lights right they just have to rearrange it in a different way yeah just rearrange it in a different way or put different colours that's true that's true mm. okay very accepted interesting. <laughs> yeah, okay anyway I was searching celebration psychology okay and then um, it gets interesting because the psychologists right 
they are advocating that we not only celebrate festivals and events, mm-hmm. but it's better for us to celebrate the small things also. Yeah. I mean, why not? Like, why only be happy once every two or three months, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When you can be happy, like, once or twice a week. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, there's actually a science behind it. Okay. Mm. So, okay, think of a time when you receive awesome news or when something very cool happened. What is the first thing you want to do? Tell every, tell like my loved ones. Just tell everybody, right? Like, yeah. oh, tell my friends, tell my family, tell everybody. Yeah, like, oh my God, I got this thing. Yeah, yeah. It's a real, it's a like, there's a science behind it. The psychologists even have a term for this. Okay. It's called capitalization. Why is it capitalization? It's for when people share joyful and pleasant moments with each other. Is it because we talk in capital letters? Oh my god. <laughs> she was setting up a joke. How did I not see it? How did I not see it? Okay, I'll give it to you. Thank you. That is a brilliant explanation for, for why it's called capitalization. I said... <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Mm. So anyway, capitalization is for when people share joyful and pleasant moments with each other. Uh. Yeah. Then it creates more happiness and well-being. Yes, yes, yes. Indeed. Yeah. So they actually did studies on this and they make categories of the different types of responses. Mm-hmm. Like people can react to when you share good news. Okay. okay like okay. for example, that's amazing. Let's go celebrate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Versus, oh, good for you. <laughs> Versus, mm, nice, what's for dinner? <laughs> versus, huh, really? Uh, what if this? Uh, or what if that? Uh, like a worried Worrier. kind of mm. uh, well-meaning answer. Mm. Mm. So they categorize all the different answers, right? Uh-huh. Then they realize that, oh, for capitalization to work and for the happiness to multiply, mm. the person you tell must respond with a positive and genuine and actively interested way. Yeah, like duh, right? But like, <laughs> they actually did science to this and did a lot of studies on it. And it's even better if you both go celebrate the good news somehow. Mm. Yeah, they call this the active constructive response. Spread the joy. Yeah, it's good for you, it's good for the person, and it's good for the relationship. Yes. That's why it's like capitalized. Win, win, win. Okay, mm. so when people tell you good news, right, you must respond in the most enthusiastic way as possible. But must be genuine, possible. eh? Because if it's not genuine, then the capitalization won't work. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> of course, <laughs> la, won't you want to be genuinely happy for your friend if they have like a super good news? Definitely, la, but, yeah. but sometimes you have a lot in your mind and you're just like, eh, eh, busy. Thanks, <laughs> <laughs> boy. Capitalization fail. Brings okay. a whole new level to good things must share. Okay, it's a good reminder as to why we should react positively. Mm. Yeah. Science fact. Mm, science fact. It is time for our special segment. Three things to Google from a friend. Yes. Okay, this week's a bit different. Mm-hmm. I have three questions from listeners this week. Wow. Okay, the first one is from Alvin. Okay. He asks, Does eating ice cream or sweet things 24 hours before a blood test affect the results? <laughs> what a long search term. <laughs> It is quite appropriate <laughs> indeed, since we indeed. eat a lot of sweet things in yes. this festive period. Okay. It will affect your blood sugar, if I'm not wrong. I think it will, eh. Well, anyway, the backstory is because he went on an ice cream binge before a medical 
test. <laughs> he mm-hmm. ate three types of ice cream the day before. What did he do? He went to ice cream buffet. Uh. <laughs> Just felt like eating different types of ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> but he never tell me what's the answer. Oh, okay. Then they don't tell me what happened next. I think after that he regret. Uh, after he eat the three different types of ice cream, right? Then he's like, oh no, medical test. Hmm. I'm getting a lot of results for diabetics. I don't think this is what I'm looking for. I think this is what he said also though. Is it? That when he googled it, he couldn't really find an answer. Oh. I think in general, there is a bunch of rules that you're supposed to follow before your blood test. Oh, is that why they ask us to fast? Mm. Oh. Yeah. You're not supposed to have sweet things because it will affect your blood sugar. And food and drinks also affect your results because sugar, fats, enzymes, minerals, and cholesterol absorb into your bloodstream. That's why you have to fast before a blood test. Oh, you found the answer. Mm-hmm. Good job. Oh, I googled, does eating sweet food affect blood tests? The first, first, first search result is uh, like a exclamation mark thing. I accidentally eat before a fasting blood test. What should I do? Oh no. Oh my Postpone your blood test lah. Ayo, so difficult me. <laughs> Later postpone is like next year. Because <laughs> <laughs> COVID, right? <laughs> like everything is like... <laughs> oh, it's true. It says that. It says, if you accidentally ate before a fasting blood test, you should let your healthcare provider know right away so that you don't receive incorrectly interpreted results. Yes. And in some cases, you may still be able to receive your test as scheduled, but in other cases, you may need to move your test to another day. Yes. That's exactly what you said. You have very good common sense. (laughs) You can be a healthline expert. Thank you very much. Thank you, thank you. (laughs) I think the general answer is to follow the whatever instructions your doctor gave you. Uh, you can also play it safe by just having a very normal diet in that 24 hours leading up to the test. Like, oh. try not to eat. Try not to eat buffet. <laughs> yeah. Try not to eat too extreme things. Go high tea lao. Yeah. <laughs> eat, 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 stuff the face. <laughs> eat all the popcorn. <laughs> Anyway, they say the best is to schedule a morning test so they won't be so hungry. Mm. <laughs> Imagine if your test is in the evening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They will be like, oh no, so hungry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah cannot yeah. eat breakfast, cannot eat lunch. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, anyway, so the next search term from our listener is Pong. Okay. Pong is a big fan of our show. She has been there since the first episode. She contributed to our first episode. So awesome. Alright, so Pong asks, are we supposed to eat cereal prawns with or without the shells? <laughs> what a good question. <laughs> I've always question. wondered this. Do you eat it with the shell or not? I think it depends on the shell. Like, if it is fried until, mm-hmm. like, you know, like, very mm-hmm. thin, right? Then, okay lah, you can eat it. But if it's, like, very thick and, like, is hindering your eating. Zun zun. That's what my mom was saying. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know there's this word. <laughs> it's dun dun. Okay. It's like it means chewy in uh-huh. Hokkien or something. Okay, if it's hindering your eating, then you just take it out lah, you know? Uh, yeah. Okay. Very, once again, <laughs> very commonsensical. Un- I feel uh, like, you know, advice. <laughs> that, that seems 
I don't I don't really eat cereal prawns though, but it's such a it's such a festive food to eat. Like, you know, when you have big gatherings. Yes. Then like a lot of people will go and eat zuta and then this is the thing that they were they will order. Okay, let's search it. I prefer the cereal le, to the prawns. So like, I will happily let other people eat the prawns so that I yeah, can eat the cereal. You know last time you eat the cereal in like spoonfuls. Yes. Like so one nice. spoon and grab the whole cereal. Is thing. it even healthy? No. It's all deep fried. So it's not healthy. Literally is that thing, right? It's the oatmeal go and or don't want cereal, then they go and deep fry it. Uh-huh. Then they fry it together with the butter and chili and curry leaves. Exactly. <sniffs> Can you imagine how unhealthy that thing is? Oh but it tastes so good. <laughs> Oh, okay, I agree. Are we supposed to so eat the shells of cereal prawns? <laughs> my first, my first search result is, although some people say that the prawn shells can be eaten together after they are deep fried, but I had always find it to be too choking for me. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> Who wrote this? Is it a blog? It's very funny. The blog is called Eat What Tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, for me. okay, so she cooks it without the shells. No, you know I don't like the... You know cereal prawns, some places, right? They cook it without the shells. Okay. Have you eaten those before? Yes. Not nice. So what do you think? We don't really care. <laughs> Not nice. The, the prawn become a bit dry. Oh. Because the shell like keeps Never the, protect the... the moisture inside the prawn oh. meat. Okay. Hey, there's a SG forums eh, on this. Eh. And it says... Do you eat the whole prawn when you eat cereal prawns? <laughs> Amazing. Okay, let's see what people say. This person say, I just eat the whole prawn cause I lazy to peel shell and the shell and head is crispy and also don't waste food. Smiley face. <laughs> okay, the overwhelming opinion is just eat the whole thing. Lah. So nice, why don't eat? <laughs> Got someone say, nah, prawn shell spoil the experience. Because somebody say, I eat everything except the head. Then another person straight away reply, saying, why not the head? The juice inside very nice. Leh. Yeah, then a lot of people say, I eat just the whole thing, including the head. Wow. Then a lot of people reply, huh? The shell like plastic. How y'all chew it and swallow? <laughs> dun dun. <laughs> the shell like plastic. This is... Reina Tanaka, a- you are hilarious. <laughs> This is a very polarizing topic. <laughs> it seems everybody has different opinions. Mm, I love it. I love it. Yeah, it's super divisive. Okay, so the uh, conclusion is you like, you eat law, don't like, don't eat law. Uh, do whatever you want, okay? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think some would argue that a good chef will make the entire thing edible. <sighs> don't need argue, don't need argue. Just happy carry, happy carry. Okay, third one is from Sima. <laughs> Okay, her search term is Is vanilla made from beaver? What? <laughs> is vanilla made, made from, from beaver? beaver? Like the animal, a yeah, beaver? beaver. Is it? No. It's a plant. Not. It's a vanilla plant, what, right? It's, a, it's beans, right? Does the beans come from beaver? I don't know. What is, is vanilla? No, it's a it's a plant. It's it says stick. here is vanilla made from beaver. So okay, let's have to Google let's it. Let's just Google it, okay? Are you looking at what I'm looking? <laughs> oh my gosh, what? The first search term the first search re, re, the, 
The first is too shocked. Says beaver butts emit goo used for vanilla flavoring. Yes, it is called castorium. The FDA regards castorium as natural flavoring. Just in time for holiday cookie season, we have discovered that the vanilla flavoring in your baked goods and candy could come from the anal secretions of beavers. Beaver buds secrete a goo called castorium, which the animals use to mark their territory. It's a National Geographic article. What say you, vanilla-eating woman? I say that this is fake news. Sounds very fake. National Geographic, leh. I'm very fine with it because I don't eat vanilla-flavoured things, but Jian really loves the vanilla flavour. So she's rubbing her face in <laughs> horror at the moment. I'm reading another article that says fact-check. I'm going to read finish. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. What? Yes, there is this article by National Geographic, but it is very unlikely that you'll ever encounter castorium in food. Castorium is the thing from the beaver, but... Mm-hmm. Why? So mostly it's used in like vanilla-scented things, like lotions or like candles, that kind of thing. I lift up the animal's tail, said Joanne Crawford, a wildlife ecologist... And I'm like, get down there and stick your nose near its bum. People think I'm nuts, she added. I tell them, oh, but it's beavers and it smells really good. Oh my goodness, this wildlife researcher actively sniffs beavers' butts. Okay, according to Mm -hmm. National Geographic, because castorium is difficult to procure, the beavers must be anesthetized and their castor sex milked and it isn't commonly used in foods today because it's too hard to extract so they don't put it in foods. Okay? So we will not encounter this thing. Actually, if you click open the National Geographic article, yes, which I just did, Uh it actually, like right at the bottom, 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 bottom of the article, it says that, you know, you can squirt the castorium out from the animal. Oh my god. (laughs) It says, due to such unpleasantness for both parties... Castorium consumption is rather small. Only about 132 kilograms a year. Okay. So yeah, I think very few people want to extract this thing. And very few beavers will allow it. (laughs) So it's a mutually unpleasant experience. (laughs) Indeed it is. So therefore... mm. Okay. It's too mafan also. So just don't. But if if you buy things, you need to check. Mm. Like, check the ingredient list. Whether it has castorium. Yeah. C-A-S-T-O-R-E-U-M. If have, don't eat. Mm. It's beaver butt juice. <laughs> beaver butt juice. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thank you very much for this warning. I like vanilla things a lot. I will look properly at the ingredients list. <laughs> yes. And then when you go buy ice cream, uh, you're like, excuse me, this one got beaver butt juice inside. <laughs> and the ice cream girl will be like, what? Huh? What are you saying? What? <laughs> do, 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 do. Okay, Jian. So, what is your next search term? My next search term is... Yule cat. Yule cat. Yule. Like, Y-U-L-E. 
Yule cat. Yeah. Meow cat. Yeah. Meow. Meow. Yule cat? Is yeah. it a meme that I don't know about? <laughs> no, like Yule is like the winter season, la, the yeah. winter festival. Yeah. Then there's a Yule cat. C-A-T. La. Yeah. So is it a meme? No, it's not a meme. Like, I can picture a cat in a center hat and like being, being a gif. <laughs> being a gif. <laughs> if it is a meme, it is an old form of a meme. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Fine, fine, fine. Okay, what is Yule cat? Tell me. Okay, it's... Part of Icelandic folklore. Mm. Mm. I don't know. Every time you say cat, I'll be very interested. So yeah, <laughs> very interested at the moment. Okay, so it's part of the Icelandic Christmas tradition. And I kind of need to explain a bit more about this whole thing to get the full picture. Mm-hmm. Okay, so there is a family of people that is part of the Icelandic Christmas tradition. There's this giantess called Gryla. And she has an appetite for the flesh of mischievous children. Oh my goodness. How come they are, eh, how come their thing always also scary one? <laughs> that time you, you share that one also, the mummy that come back from the dead thing. Yeah la, I mean it's a bit morbid la, but it's to scare the kids into, you know, being good. Oh, okay, okay. It's the same as Santa, but it's like, you know. Instead of Santa's naughty and nice list, this is like yeah. a giant that will eat children. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. So it's like, you know, same concept. But mm. like a bit different. Okay, mm. then her husband, mm-hmm. Lepa Ludi, mm-hmm. is lazy and mostly stays at home in their cave. Okay. Okay. So these two people are the mother and father. Okay. Then the kids is the Yulets. Okay. Got 13 very mischievous pranksters. Okay. And they will leave tiny gifts in the shoes of children that they place on their windowsills. Okay. And if they've been naughty, they will put potato. Oh my god, that's so funny! <laughs> oh yes, oh yes, a gift. Oh, a potato. <laughs> Be naughty. <laughs> yeah, and they have very weird names and characteristics. They, are, they have names like Spoon Licker. Okay. This one steals and licks wooden spoons and is very thin because of malnutrition. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. Then they have Window Peeper, a snook who looks through windows in search of things to steal. <laughs> Sounds like a toyo. Okay, then then there's doorway sniffer. Okay, he has an abnormally large nose, and he uses his sense of smell to locate leaf bread. Leaf bread, <laughs> the kind of bread. A bread. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like he's a dog. <laughs> smells looks for. <laughs> okay, all these people are like you know part of their Christmas. It's a folklore, right? Yeah. yeah okay. okay. So it's like maybe in the children's books or what, mm. then they will mention these these uh Yule lads and okay. then they will come during Christmas. So the children must be good. If not, they will leave potatoes in their shoes. Okay, okay. okay yeah. Something like that, okay? Then this whole family, okay. they have a pet. Okay. And it's the Yule cat. Yay, Yule cat! <laughs> what does Yule cat do? Is Yule cat good or evil? Guess what Yule cat does? Yule cat... Um... Sleeps in your lap if you are good and it's very cute and if you are bad it will poop in your shoes. Oh, oh. <laughs> not bad, not bad. Does it do that? No, it is a huge and vicious cat. No, <laughs> <laughs> no. Why is it a huge and vicious cat? <laughs> it is described as lurking about in the snowy countryside during Christmas time and eating people who have not, wait for it, received new clothes to wear before Christmas Eve. 
what? <laughs> you wear clothes from last year. Oh no. The UK will hate your sense of fashion and eat, eat you. you. Yeah. Oh my goodness. It's a what fashion Nazi. Uh. What do they call it? <laughs> <laughs> oh no. It's a judgmental little thing. It's small or big? It's very big. No. But it's, it's a <laughs> judgmental giant. <laughs> it's super fluffy. You know the Norwegian forest cat? Yes, yes. It's the same look, la, but it's very big. Okay. Yeah. And it eats people. Yeah. So if the UK recycling their clothes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if, if the if the UK spot anyone with frayed or torn clothing, they will eat you. No. <laughs> <laughs> Who made this up? <laughs> so funny. <laughs> Who made this up? Must be a tailor or something or some departmental store yeah very right actually I mean that time got no departmental store lah uh-huh. but like it's a it's part of ancient tradition you see okay yeah so it is actually due to a very real need okay at that part of time which okay. is because in Iceland mm-hmm. it is the, one of the coldest parts of the world mm-hmm. and then when it's winter it gets super duper cold right uh-huh. so every family has wool production uh-huh. so like they try to make this myth go around so that everybody like people will die like, if they don't have enough clothes oh yeah <laughs> it's a better way to phrase it yeah 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 like you know because uh, the children help in the wool production so oh okay yeah. so they have to have a story to tell the kids so that the kids will be more helpful yeah the adults also like, the they will clothes. also be scared of like being eaten by the UK it's used by the farmers as an incentive for their workers to finish processing the autumn wool oh yeah Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, okay. So that's why I thought it was a very fun story. Because we have our Christmas traditions here, which is relatively modern and commercial. But like in other parts of the world, there are different origins to whatever happens in winter. Mm. Mm. So Eliza, what is your search term? Okay, my search term is... Introvert hangover. Introvert hangover. What? <laughs> Do you know what it is? Um, an introvert hangover is when an introvert goes to too many functions or gatherings and meet too many people and then just mm-hmm, mm-hmm. cannot function and has to be home for a few weeks. Yes. You sound like you know this very well. <laughs> <laughs> Happens very often. Do you? <laughs> I feel like, yeah, I'm definitely an introvert. Like, being with uh, friends and, like, going to gatherings and stuff is, like, it's fun for me and, like, I obviously want to catch up with my friends and everything, but, like, at the end of the day, I'll be very tired and I need to, like, have a recharge and alone time. Okay. Jingan needs her hermit time. (laughs) Yes, I just need to be Be in my bed. right? (laughs) Okay, yes, that is exactly right. Introverts are more energized by spending time on their own or in very small, intimate groups of people that they trust. Mm. It's not like they are hermits or they dislike social situations. Mm. It's just that they need to recharge alone after interacting with others. Mm. So this time that they need to regroup is called an introvert hangover. Ah. Yeah, and it's needed because too much social stimulation will overwhelm an introvert's nervous system. Ah, yes, mm. it makes sense. It is nice to have a term to this like feeling. Mm. Okay, then for extroverts, right, they have a higher threshold of dopamine 
so they can have more stimulation for a longer period. Mm. So for an introvert, the threshold is lower. Mm. So they'll reach the limit sooner. Mm. Mm. Interesting. Then, another thing is also because the mm. introvert has a lot more things going on internally. <laughs> so they will notice more details. They'll be more self-conscious. They'll be thinking a lot more. Mm. Mm. Yes. So yeah, lot, which is of course more mentally draining, la, oh. right? So there's a tipping point. Yes. Where they go from being fine yeah. to definitely not okay. <laughs> like what? <laughs> like how? Like how? Like there's a tipping point. La. So what is your tipping point? Like okay, when? like what happens, right? Okay. So a lot of people agree that they will just mental shut down, just stone. Like cannot function already. <laughs> Too many things happening. So they'll just sit quietly and stone. Mm. Yes. Okay. <laughs> the next thing is some people will feel anxiety or grumpy or become impatient. Mm. 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 So for me, I get impatient very fast. Mm. <laughs> I'll be like, mm, I can't wait to go away. Then mm. the best part is I don't know I need to go away. <laughs> Until I leave there, I'm like, oh yeah, I just need to go away. <laughs> <laughs> Randomly angry. So some people actually get the full hangover experience. Okay. Got physical symptoms on. They will get headache. Nausea, ah, fatigue, yes. body ache. Yeah. Then they need the whole day to recover. Mm. Okay, so what is your tipping point? Yes, I definitely get the stoning like symptom. Two hours, three hours? Oh, it really depends. I guess if it's a lot of people, mm-hmm. then a very short time will make that happen. Oh. If it's like less people and people that I know mm-hmm. or like very close to, then it will take a longer time for this to happen. Oh. But yes, there is a tipping point whereby everything is just too much. <laughs> and I just can't. Mm. I will just slip into a stoning mode. I'll just mm. shut down. Mm. <laughs> I think I handle social situations pretty well because I um, was trained in the corporate world. Mm. So just function, function, function. But then after a while, right, I think my, my tipping point is about four hours or five hours mark. Mm-hmm. I'll be like, you know what? You know what? I can't keep this facade anymore. <laughs> it's crumbling. <laughs> I can't do. Yeah, I think, I think four or five hours is I think I'm also okay at handling take me away <laughs> these situations. <laughs> Very real. <laughs> I think I can keep it up for quite a bit. Mm-hmm. But uh, I will definitely feel it when it's after. Like yeah. when I get home, uh-huh. I need to just like, read a book or like just play some music or like just watch something mindlessly mm-hmm. to just, you know, recharge mm. or sleep. Or like I will feel very tired. Yeah, mm. Physically very tired. <laughs> <laughs> if, if you feel this search them so much, you're just like, oh yes, yes Extremely. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for sharing. Okay, so I, I did more digging into mm. this. Yes. Then I found out that actually this introvert hangover applies to ambiverts too. Mm. So ambiverts are people whose behavior is between introversion and extroversion. Okay. Okay. And then the interesting thing is that psychologists have found that most people are ambiverts. Mm. Like half to two thirds of people don't identify as 100% introvert or 100% extrovert. Yeah. Which means that almost everyone is an ambivert mm. and is therefore subjected to the introvert hangover. 
so it's a human thing. We cannot call it introvert hangover. Mm. It must be more inclusive. And social hangover. Yes, social <laughs> hangover. The inclusive term is called social hangover. Okay, okay. Mm. I then, agree. I think I'm definitely ambivert. Mm. Not like fully introvert. Yeah, it's very hard to say that you are fully introvert or fully extrovert because most people adapt to situations. Mm. Right? I mean, I mean, it's like a spectrum. La, so you lean towards. So yeah. I, I definitely lean towards introvert. Mm, mm, mm. Then another interesting finding because I went to dig in the psychology department, uh, department <laughs> of Google. <laughs> because you know, when they say introvert hangover, I thought it was a, it was a bit of fluffy. Uh, like huh, for real no is it like one of those chakra aligning kind of things right <laughs> then I went to dig right then yeah it, it's a real thing mm. the social hangover is a real thing yes and it's not a bad thing okay it's a very human thing yeah it actually helps us progress personally and professionally mm. because it encourages alone time and reflection mm. Mm. yes and if you do beneficial chill activities mm-hmm. like if you like read like what you just said <laughs> or watch a good film yeah it's actually good for you emotionally mm. Mm. and then you know some people actually need to sleep to get over their social hangover mm. yeah and it's a very normal thing because mm. if there's a lot of new or interesting exciting things that's happening yes like for example if you have to help a best friend at a wedding or something then there's a lot of people and a lot of things going on mm. then it's this sleep is actually very good Mm. for you because it helps you integrate all your memories mm. of the day and it helps you discard all the excess information that you take in that you don't need ah. and then your body while you're sleeping right it is detoxing ah yes makes sense it's healing itself mm, mm. so if you feel like after a social hangover then you really need sleep right mm. then really go and sleep just sleep yeah mm. Mm. and if you know that you'll be too shag right then don't plan things back to back ah yes like you know keep one day like separate your events <laughs> makes sense totally but you know like like for example like this kind of period like very festive right mm. then everybody is like asking for gatherings mm. like uh when we not for christmas then it's mm. like these two weeks especially right it's mm. like all the gatherings are like back to back and it's just very hard to mm. to avoid that mm. yeah so i find that very tiring actually mm. so the <laughs> advice they give is either space it out but if you can't space it out then you need to specially make alone time mm. before or after the event mm. just to like get yourself into that headspace that okay later I'm going to go out and interact with people so for these few hours I'm going to be alone then after the event also just like you know what <laughs> go and sleep don't yeah. play your social media already you're <laughs> <now> socializing <laughs> you know <laughs> okay okay mm-hmm. just do things that are healthy for you Mm. Alright, we've reached the almost end of our podcast and now it is time for One Thing to Recommend Okay, so Jian, what are you going to recommend? I'm recommending Run With The Wind It's an anime mm-hmm. <laughs> out in 2018 and it is about running <laughs> It's a sports anime about a group of college students who are amateur runners who somehow get roped into working towards qualifying and running at the Hakone Ekiden, which is an annual university marathon that is televised on New Year's Day in Japan. Oh, interesting. So it's like a very like, you know, prestigious thing. Mm-hmm. Then this bunch of like amateur people want to go and work towards this. So 
it is very inspiring and you can follow their journey and it will motivate you to exercise or run or do whatever you need to do in life. And perhaps it's something to consider watching to prepare you for any exercise-related New Year resolutions. Oh, wow! <laughs> How many episodes is it? Uh, I can't remember, like 20-ish. So it's not that long. Mm. Mm. Like when you see the animation, it's so beautiful and like, well done mm. I always imagine it in my head when I'm running I think it helps your form also when you're running ah yeah okay okay so Eliza what is your recommendation for this week okay my recommendation for this week is the book happy money oh happy money <laughs> yeah cause this is the season where we spend a lot of money <laughs> oh like my 11, gosh 11-11 12, 12 Black Friday Cyber Monday Christmas sales year end sales oh my yeah so i feel like this is a very apt book for this period mm. Mm. so this book actually teaches us how to spend money in a way that will maximize our happiness yes it is a science-backed book yes and it is very closely related to the science of well-being course that i recommended in episode 5 mm. Mm. so yeah Lord, if you've done the course you can use it as a supplement but you can also read the book by itself it's a very very short book uh, it's about 200 or so pages. Mm, I just started reading the book. Mm, you probably finish it in a week or two weeks. Very, very short. The last few chapters at the back is just all references to the scientific papers that they are quoting. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Mm, mm, yeah. Mm. yeah. Very, very sciencey book. Uh, very, very interesting. Very relatable, so. Mm. Perfect you. for this season. <laughs> yes. Thank you for your recommendation. It's awesome. All right. <laughs> we've reached the end of this week's podcast thank you Eliza for making this podcast with me and thank you Tingan for doing this podcast with me if you have googled anything interesting lately you can drop us an email at yyyshow at gmail.com and we will search it up on the show you can also follow us on Twitter Instagram or on our Facebook page where we post images of some of the things that we talked about today you can also help share our show with your friends that might enjoy a comedy trivia podcast. If you'd like to support us, you can head over to our Patreon page and give us a small contribution to help us keep the show running. Your contributions will also unlock access to bonus content like behind-the-scenes pictures and more information about the things that we talked about. So, see you then!